Whoa, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. We are here. What is what episode is this? This is episode I want to say look at it because we've been doing this like very sporadically over the last number of weeks, and then we've also been recording a whole bunch of other stuff over the last number of weeks. Um it's been crazy. It 67. Been, uh, 67. 67. That's 67. A, that's, a, that's a cool number. I like it. I like it. You yeah. know what? I feel like something learns a Pokemon move at level 67, and I'm forgetting it, but it's, that's why it's gotta be something crazy. It's gotta be something wild. Nonetheless, we are here. Um, of course, my name is Meals. I'm yeah. here with the Platinum Machina boy himself, Jeff. Yes, sir. Um, I've been having a great time over the summer trying to get into all this, you know, different type of anime and all this other stuff and, and manga and stuff. But first of all, we want to thank you guys for choosing what we're talking about this episode. And I'll be honest with you. I'm quite surprised. I, you know yeah. what? I'm not surprised. Why really? am I surprised? I, I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> no, what I want to say. It, man. No, no, no. I'm not even in terms of killing it. In terms of the movie selection. So we pick four movies. Oh, yes. Yes. For everyone to watch. So We already we, knew what was going to happen. We knew what was going to happen. We might as yeah. well. We could have recorded this episode two weeks ago because we knew it's it was going to happen. Um. We pick four movies. We pick, of course, Akira. We pick Yu Yu Hakusho movie. Yeah. Um, we pick the Cowboy Bebop movie, which is just called yeah. the Cowboy Bebop movie. Um, <laughs> we picked what? What was the last one? Hunter Hunter movie. Hunter, the Hunter, first yeah, Phantom, Phantom Rogue. Yeah, Phantom Rogue. So we pick those four. All right. Obviously, I if know you look at it, I was thinking they would swing that way, knowing what you'd wanted. Um, yeah. But you know what? Things happen. Akira is such an important, popular movie. It's like the most culture stuff. Yeah, it's it's really the most important anime movie of all time. (laughs) Maybe the most important anime kind of like thing of all time. Um, It changed everything for sure, which we'll get into. One hundred, one hundred percent. But you guys chose that, so we're talking about that today. But we couldn't do it alone. Obviously, we're still at the summer at Kame House. Summer is winding down. It's actually kind of getting chilly on this island now. I'm thinking about it. For you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're still hot over here we're st- we're still at the kame house we're chilling yeah. we're relaxing obviously we've gotten some visitors we've gotten uh ricochet wwe's ricochet which was fun we got cyrus which is always a blast we've cyrus. had jamal on just a very off the cuff <laughs> hey answer this phone call we're calling yeah, you yeah. so Random. we've had that We've had Sachi, aka Chibi Thought, which you can follow mm-hmm. on Twitter. Just an amazing last episode that we talked on the Promise Neverland. She's incredible. She's um, incredible. And, and she gave us the 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 whole works in terms of how the cosplay thing works. Who we have next? Who's visiting the Kame House? He's landing like the androids right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Long time coming. Long time coming, I would say, because I've been admiring, I think both of us have admired just kind of the things that he's done over the last number of years in terms of creating clothing, getting it out there, just taking full brand on his back and and, and one that's like anime fashion. Yeah, um, and it's not, street it's not corny. It's not corny. Yeah, that, not at all. So putting not that entire all. thing on his back and over the last number of years i've personally seen his follower count grow from like the low hundreds to now it's got to be like 18k 19k close to now so i would like to introduce to our podcast landing on the kame house right now um dom from namiware shout out to you man hey what's up guys what's going on man? What's going <laughs> oh on? my god it's a thank you for being here first of yeah, all man welcome to the lookout man 
Oh, no problem. I'm excited to be here, man. Oh, my God. Listen, there's so much stuff that we have to get into in this episode, especially talking about Akira, the movie. It's a so important, so culturally significant, so a lot of things. Um, but first, I think we would like just to talk to you about the whole Namiware and how that came to be. And, and, and I know it's one of the most, like, obviously, like, yo... Everyone's going to ask you this from now on and probably have asked <laughs> yeah. you in the past. Um, <laughs> but I would like to know personally, this isn't even for the people. This is personally for myself. How did you come up with the idea? How did you come up with the name? And what were your first kind of initial like thoughts and, and, and ideas for it? Uh, so I, yeah, I have had to tell this story a lot of times. <laughs> uh, so I have always been into drawing and doing fashion and stuff like that. And I had a streetwear brand called Mimic um, before Nami wear, Mimic Clothing. And I would take like pop culture references and transform my logo into things that like reflected comics, anime, you know, stuff like that. But uh, it was more just t-shirts. It wasn't it was more like a, I don't know if you guys have heard of Johnny Cupcakes or um, mm-hmm. trying to think of another good one. Like Johnny Cupcakes in the hundreds uh, are like yeah. two brands that I, I was really like uh, pulled into streetwear with. Like those were kind of my big influences. So I had uh, Mimic for a little while, maybe five years. And I was just getting ready to end it to do something else. Mm-hmm. And my friend hits me up and is like, yo, you should link up with my homie Johnny. Like, he's he's about to do this new thing. He wants to do an anime streetwear brand. And I'm telling him, like, you're perfect for the job. And I'm like, all right. Like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what he's talking about. So we, like, do a couple phone calls. And he's explaining the brand to me. And I'm like, bro, like, I already do this right now. <laughs> right, right. I could I could get this set up like immediately. So we uh we do like a couple calls and I do maybe ten rough drafts like that same day and send them to him. And he's like, all right, we're we're doing this. It's gonna be called NamiWare. Uh we picked NamiWare because we wanted it to be uh wave, like wavy. Mm. Wavy wear, basically. Right, right. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, that's wavy. <laughs> and uh, the first logo was actually a W made out of water. But uh, we switched it recently, so now we have, like, a wave pattern. Um, right. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much how it came to be. Like, it was just a phone call from a from a friend who saw what I was doing before, and he was like, yeah, let's let's make an anime brand. I love it. Listen, it's it's tough. It's t- we've always said, Jeff and I have said, it's tough to create sort of anime streetwear that we it really make me. Well, maybe it's just Jeff and I that we sort of find appealing in terms of from a standpoint of like streetwear that also it's like it's true to the anime, but it doesn't completely look corny. Yeah, um, yeah it's like, not just that was, like that was our main thing too. We really yeah. wanted to make something like that wasn't. Like nobody, nobody's running outside in a kimono. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> where, where are you right. going that to? Or like, if or you like, are, if you are, I respect you. But like, yeah, it's not happening a lot. Like even for me, it's <laughs> or, like, 
or like the full like sweater that has like the Vegeta armor on it yeah, and stuff like, like that. Not, you know, it's like, come on. It, it's to me, it's like I get it. Like you're trying to, you know, represent a Dragon Ball or whatever the case may be to like its full extent. But you know, there is too much, and there is just like corny or you know. I mean, I know you can walk into a hot topic right and and grab a, you know a, a very basic anime tee and probably be happy with it for the most part. But like, I'm looking for that. You know, just that stuff that's still stylish. You can throw it on the, you know, skate with it. You can go out, whatever. Yeah. And it looks nice and it's not corny. And it just, you know, and it still represents whatever you're into at that moment, whether it's, you know, uh, Akira, Hunter, Hunter, whatever, whatever it is you're, you're trying to, uh, you know, work on. So that's really what it's about for me when you're, when we're trying to look for like clothing that represents anime and it's one of the reasons why we wanted to connect with you because your shit made sense, man. Like it, it, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? It, it has a good look to it. Um, and yeah, me and Mills definitely had that conversation a few times about just like, man, this, who's doing it, you know, the right way. Right. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a lot of people that are, uh, I don't think, I don't think they're like designers. Like I've been, like I went to art school. Uh, I did a lot of, like different things before I decided like I wanted to make a clothing line and I don't think it's like people who have that level of experience right I think there's people that say like oh I'm a fan of anime like I want to I want to have something that kind of relates to what I like but not Mm -hmm. know how to necessarily make it like a good piece of clothing right right what what was what would you say was the first like was that first wave really kind of the first things that you designed or were there really like a bunch of stuff that was like scrapped on the floor? It was like, oh no, this is not gonna work. Oh, this is not gonna work. Like uh, are, are I'm trying to think. Uh I think a lot of the stuff, like all the first stuff we've done has been like real surface level type of ideas, like stuff mm-hmm. that I know people are gonna like like right away. Um, before I get into any like crazy details or you know shows that a lot of people aren't really like looking for like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, what has been thus far like the most unforeseen hardest part of the process that you did not think would be like tough because the entire creating and going through the beyond just being like a creator now you're like a marketer as well and now you're like you know beyond you have to sell it to the world you have to make these connections you have to network with what was the probably the most unforeseen like hardest type of this entire process um honestly it's been <laughs> it's been pretty easy i'm not gonna lie Whoa, hey, man, right, that's a flex. no no there's the, i'm about like, to say I, hey, there's no reason <laughs> you can flex man if, if you did it and it was hard and it just hit quick so be it. I mean, like I, I feel like a lot of the hard stuff I really went through by myself with my uh, first brand. Right. right. I was doing it by myself. Like I, I didn't have any investor or anything like that. Uh, I had to kind of build that up from, from just ideas. Like I would put ideas online and people would buy them just because they liked the, the idea that I had. Right. So right. there's a lot of that. And I'm actually in school right now for my uh, master's in business. Uh, awesome, marketing. dude! So I've I've been I've been in the marketing, you know, world for a while. And I think a lot of people just overthink that. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it's it's easier to do it when you're being yourself. And I don't, right. <laughs> I can't really teach being yourself to people, but yeah, that's real. That, that is something that I think separates me from the people who don't know what they want. Right. Absolutely. Like I know exactly how I want to do the brand. That's amazing. First of all, that's foresight that I don't think a lot of people have. Well, you, I think it definitely comes from your first brand and going through that entire trial process because mm-hmm. I know from the same thing with like Jeff and I, we'll go through the first time we tried to make merch for the lookout. It, it was like the most, oh, how, let me find, let me find, let's find the right shirt. Oh, we got to find the right design. Oh, we got to find yeah. the right thing. Is this going to work on this? Is this going to work on that? Because we have no idea what we were doing, and but ultimately I mean, we wanted to. <laughs> to make something not, to share with the people yeah, who not, support not us. Even, not even just that, you know, when we started this podcast, it was strictly based on Dragon Ball, you know, and super and like going forward with that and being able to figure out how we were going to stretch that into talking about other things and make, you know, the lookout, not just Dragon Ball, like even that process. Yeah. It's, it's the same situation, man. It's like, and then as far as you saying, you know, just being yourself and pushing your brand how you how you want, I think a lot of times some of these things may fail because they decide to switch up their own method and their own personality just to, you know, help create and format something that is not it's not organic anymore because, you know, you decide to kind of like change up a little bit just to make it work for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very important. Well, speaking about like staying true to yourself, we have to ask a question we ask all first time guests on the show. Um, what is the first anime that you've watched, and what animes do you keep up with now? Um, first anime, and uh, I think it was Dragon Ball Z. I think that's the first thing that I I seen as a kid. Right. It's it's Nothing definitely that that's the yeah, one. Right it's there. Defi- yeah. <laughs> it's if you're, you're American, you're American yeah, it was, or, it was on or TV. So I think yeah, that Yeah, you know, it was easy. Yeah. How old are you by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, I just turned 29. Uh Okay, yeah, he up there okay. with us then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we run the same age. Um so definitely, yeah, we know about that entire era and that time and tsunami and even it being on like local television and all this other yeah. stuff with the theme music. Um, what animes do you keep up with now? If you do keep up with now, considering your incredibly busy schedule. <laughs> um, what do I watch now? I watch a little bit of My Hero. I'm not all the way caught up, but mm-hmm. I like My Hero a lot. Uh, I started One Piece finally after. Oh, everyone. wow. <laughs> You know, my time, right? They're like, you gotta watch One Piece. You're not, you don't know what you're missing. I was like, all right, man, I'll watch. <laughs> That's what they always <laughs> I mean, say. That's what they always say, man. But there's so much that, like, at this point, it's like there's so much of it. It's like, do I really? Don't, uh, yeah, it's, man. it's a lot, and a, I don't even know how. But I'm at like episode 50, and I don't feel like I watched anything. <laughs> <yet>. <laughs> That's how. All I right, mean, so man. that. That's going to be a very uh, interesting thing because we have to watch One Piece eventually yeah, um, yeah. in the future as well. Which we, uh, I'll see. I'll speak on my half. I haven't watched any of One Piece at all. Um, so, is there anything that you feel like in this fifty episodes, anything that's really popped out to you, just in general, just that's just striking to you? Doesn't even have to be like the story, like the art or anything. Or uh, all right, so I really. I remember One Piece growing up, and I really hated how it looked on TV. Me too. <laughs> Man, Me it's so too, ugly. Bro. I don't want to watch this. And it's about pirates. I hate pirates. <laughs> I uh, 
I eventually like because it came to Netflix, I turned it on and I was like, okay, let me I'm gonna give it one more try. Like I'm older now. Let me let me see what they're talking about. Right. And I, I turned it on and I see like every character has like crazy outfits. Like all the time they're changing their outfits. Mm-hmm. Except mm. like the except like Luffy. He doesn't change too much, but you'll see like every single character has their own clothes on and i was like wow i've never like really cared about details like that but that's but it really works right impressive like yeah it's hard you gotta you build like all these worlds and everybody is their own person like that's pretty crazy yeah, yeah you a... don't see that a lot especially in like anime well anime, i mean they do do some changes but then it just goes back to what they wore originally you know i love i love seeing the 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 switch up you know for characters especially like when you're talking about big animes right no it it it, the only thing i mean i guess it's anime inspired the one that used to really appeal to me in terms of like characters changing their clothes all the time because i think it's like a small little nit it used to happen a lot in um the boondocks boondocks would happen like actually all the time and i love that part of it because it's like you know you don't catch them all in the same thing yeah they're real people and that's what you know it should feel like um but you know obviously i get why they keep the same thing it saves a lot of time save a lot of costs save a lot of Absolutely. creativity that you, <laughs> you don't want to um, you know, every once in a while i want to see kilua in a different hat or a different tee and i, I see it sometimes man. well listen fun. when karapika pulled up with that different man. i was like oh okay all right hey, you know you know <laughs> little blue little blue action little little, little like, uh, magenta action you you haka show when they change clothes mm-hmm. yes sir yes sir 100% is that your favorite anime uh yeah, it's probably my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, the the new uh the new TV jackets special. they go incredibly hard, my friend. Oh yeah, I haven't I haven't announced it yet, but we've got the Hie and the Kuwabara ones coming. Oh That's- my okay, god! Okay, slow down. We giving us the exclusive real quick. Can we post it? <laughs> he, he, Hive is uh is the Hie Hive in, inside yeah. of me is we uh, we waited like so long because I was like everyone's gonna want Hie. We gotta make. It <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> everyone's gonna ask. Everyone's. Oh gonna my god! And I think so it's let, the let, best one we've done. I want to ask you, man. Is there any loops you have to jump to even recreate those type of things, um, like within these animes? Like, or is there any, any kind of hoops you gotta jump through, or is it more like because it's still your original work? Uh, so what I really try to do for the brand because I know there's like a lot of you know, people that have their hands in the pots as far as owning things. And of course, of course, uh, you know, different, different companies have a lot of uh, different titles. So it would be like a lot of work to reach out to everyone. But we do uh, pretty much try to keep an original, uh, no original product. It's not really anything with the, we never use the characters, like the face thing. We never use their, uh pictures and all the stuff that we're making is things that don't exist just inspired like yeah they, yeah they're inspired and they don't exist in the the real world right now right. so it's almost a parody so it does mm-hmm. keep uh safe in that sense and i know mm-hmm. i get a question like all the time everyone's like hey, i'm just curious like you know i'm doing this without you know 
Yeah, Thanks. yeah. Because wow. my mind. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, I'm thinking, man, they, they got to be jumping some loops here. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a tricky process. Right. But no, no I tried. I'm trying to like kind of get away from doing exact pieces uh, in the animes and make like more original pieces kind of surrounding that right right no that's amazing um gosh so much i mean let's kind of transition into the topic of the day which is akira the movie that uh was voted on for us to talk about today the entire movie i all right let's talk about everyone's your first experience watching the movie let's start with dom do you do you remember when and do you remember your first time and how you felt about the movie when you saw it for the first time it was last year (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I finally sat down. It's it's the same with One Piece. Everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it." I was like, "Man, I really, it's old." <laughs> it is old. Yeah. It's very old. There's nothing wrong with just seeing it last year for sure. Yeah. It's older. It's it's one of the rare anime movies that's older than everybody in this room. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah for real. It's like super old. Uh, I did appreciate like, you know, the art style and everything, but. I wasn't like a super big fan. I was like, wow, this is what people wanted me to watch. Like, especially <laughs> after like having something like My Hero existing. Right. Like, you know, real like strong, you know, emotional movies versus like mm-hmm. something like this that's a little bit older. Uh I don't know. I didn't I didn't feel too <laughs> too excited about it. Or too attached to it or anything yeah, like that. It's something that I had to do. Yeah, yeah it's 100%. a lot. It's, it's one of those, you know, hey, if you're into anime, this is obviously like the godfather. Like you need to watch this because of its importance and its impact on the culture. Um, I know I know for me, like I was way too young probably to even like for me to like I probably shouldn't even saw it, but it was all our only reason I even saw it was because we had it on bootleg. And I was a, like, I was, I was still in LA Mills, by the way. Like this happened, like I was, I was a young and like maybe like wow. 12, 13, bro. Like very, very young. Uh, my uncle Andre had it on, on like a, like a blank, like there's nothing, no, no promo, no nothing. And when you watch it as like, you know, 13 year old kid, it's, it's weird, man. Like, yeah. like I'm from the hood, like, you know, I'm from LA, like I'm from Inglewood, California. This was like one of these things where it's like I didn't really there is no attachment to it personally at that age. You know, like I'm just thinking this is the weirdest shit that I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. And then I, I think I watched it again like uh like I told you, like a few years ago. Um they released it, they did it like a special viewing um in theaters for like two days. I think it's coming back to IMAX. Uh, well, it's supposed to come out to Amex this year, I thought, but, you know, obviously with the way the world is. So my first experience was a weird one because I just didn't, obviously, I didn't understand it at that age, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's a lot of the older animes. Like, they're real kind of out there. Right. No, for sure. I mean, so you say that the first time you've seen this last year, the first time I saw this was last night (laughs) in preparation preparation for this podcast. Um, But, I mean... I think one of the someone told me beyond having to do it for watch a show because I would have seen it eventually. I think at yeah, some yeah, point, definitely. but 
Um, I remember because I work in I work with a lot of like construction management in my like real life, real day job type of thing. So I, I, I actually was having this meeting with this architect and he saw that I had the Spider-Man. Um, gosh, why, why is the movie forgetting me? I just watched it two weeks ago. You said the um, same thing when we talked about it last time. Yeah, the Spider-Man. Spider um, yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. There we fucking yeah, go. Yeah. I just I so I have the art book for that on my desk at work. Um because I love the art stuff. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm in love with the art and just the colors and everything of how they created it. I kind of want to see. So I bought, the, I bought the book. It was like $35. It took mad long to come because it was back ordered because everyone loves yeah. this movie, apparently. Everybody um, loves book. <laughs> yeah. So I, I bought it. I have it on my desk. I look at it from time to time. One of the architects came in and he was like, yo can I see that book? And he was like, you know, he's going through it and he's flipping to it. And it's like, oh, I saw this movie with my son. It's so amazing. It reminds me of Acura in terms of like the very precision of how yeah. they kind of did, did everything and the colors and the influences and the style and all this other stuff like that. And he was like, have you ever seen Akira? And I was like, no. And he was like, you haven't seen it? Wow. you're." And I'm like, mind you, he's like, he's got to be like 20 years older than me, maybe 30 years right, older right. than me at this point. So it's like, yeah, of course you've seen the movie. But I was like, no, I haven't seen the movie. And he was like, no, you got to watch it, man. Like, you got to make sure you watch it. So I had always planned on watching this one day. Little did I know that the Lookout fan base would be like, okay, today's the day that you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's really, I think, it, it was a lot to take in and a lot to like absorb and uh, because there are so many moving parts to everything and i mm -hmm. think also from i think if they made this movie in it's hard to say if they made this movie in 2020 because i don't even think the movies in 2020 wouldn't be made if they didn't make this movie <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of things um, came from this. Or, or or the style that or in the kind of how they deliver this so it's a very influential movie in that aspect so it's hard to say like if they made this movie in 2020 as if to say like everything else influenced this but i think if I'm, they maybe like sure if there's ever been a budget like this for a, uh, an anime besides like you know pokemon you know what i'm saying like i mean not at this time, a, no. Right, right. Especially in 1988. But I, the equivalent, you know, the equivalent money spent on this movie was $10 million in 88 yeah. for an anime, yeah. you know? So it's like, that is just, that alone, it, it blows your mind. But it, it that's why it looks so great, you know? They had full full creativity over it. Um, and the animation is flawless. Yeah. yeah. What, what would you say, Dom, what would you say it was like the first thing? Because you've created a, a, a bubble jacket inspired by this anime. Um, was the fashion one of the things that kind of like stood out mostly about this thing? Uh, yeah, I know like a lot of uh, cosplayers and a lot of people who love anime like this movie. And I was mm -hmm. like, man, I, I see like what they have on the market as far as cosplay. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's like a real cheap jacket like you probably only get to wear it to the convention and that's it right 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 i i was like okay i could i could easily flip this into like a winter jacket yeah and it looks hard shout out to um you can see uh sachi chibi thought she's also modeled the jacket at some point yeah yeah, um, yeah. she kills it uh it, it's very very fire but yeah i think a lot of things in this movie what was struck out the most to me because 
before actually seeing this movie, all you hear is about the history and the influences and all this stuff about the movie. So it's like, okay, that makes it the reason you must see it. But there's yeah. so much stuff actually going on in the movie that I think it's kind of hard to keep track on your first try. And then I also think in terms of like now, in terms of how anime movies are, I guess, created, it's a, it's weird because this was from a manga and actually, and the movie was made before the manga actually finished. So there was a right. lot of loose ends. So it's like the movie plays into the manga finishing, but the manga is really supposed to tell the thing of the movie. It's very weird. Um, but it's, there's like a lot of like, it's like the, the my main con against this movie would probably be this like kind of poor storytelling aspect in terms of like getting the full depth of the characters before they move on to the next thing. Right. Um, um, because I think everything is just kind of happening and you see like this weird, the first thing you see is like one of those espers and you're like, Oh, what the fuck is that? And you're like, that's supposed to be a thing. And then you kind of like loosely learn about the history, but I think you mostly appreciate it once after you do all that research and stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah, but, you know, the impact so much- definitely shows after like, again, it is a, it's a lot of, it's a lot to take in. It's a two-hour, five-minute right. film. It's a lot to take in. It's it's major. It's kind of creepy. It's hard to get me to sit down for a two-hour movie. Yeah, in general, right? <laughs> so it's like, but it, it's creepy. It's like it's, it has this psychologic thing, and it and it, yeah. it throws you off at times. But when you when you do read up on it, and you see why it's just so renowned and so loved, and has like, you know, even major artists who who always show respect to it. And like, you know, like you said, um, there's not really like all the fashion things that came out for it were like extremely exclusive to like, a, like a, you know, a high end brand, a very high end brand, yeah. like, you know, very expensive. It's hard to get your hands on, um, which is another reason why I, I appreciate, you know, what you do um, in other brands like, this, you know, the things that you guys do, because anime fashion is so good but in the anime in, in the anime right yeah it's like there, there hasn't been like like high fashion red carpet like you know uh fashion week types of like there is really no i'm sure they get inspiration with without saying it you know quietly but like I, it's just not being done the right way and uh to see you know like, like brands like nami wear really do it is it's exciting for the culture because especially especially being black kids you know, from America, you know, because we, you know, us, we can, we can point out something fly and we'll exactly. snap our fingers. You know what I'm saying? It's really simple. It's really easy. We're like, Oh, that's hard. Boom. And then you're just taking that and, and making it your own. So yeah, man, I, I commend you for that. But this, this, this movie is, it's a lot. And unless you really do do research on it, it is hard to see the impact. Yeah. It's, it's, it shouldn't be that way for a movie. Like, I, I shouldn't know, have but... to do the research to appreciate the movie, but this was the 80s, you appreciate man. This was the 80s. Yeah. I think there's so much different, like, layers and spectrums of actually covering this movie. One is, like, mm-hmm. the impact on, like, modern day anime. So, the impact yeah. on modern day anime is, like, everything because this was the first anime movie that really kind of like invaded the western hemisphere western civilization was the first one that was kind of released not the first i won't say the first one it wasn't the first one it was the most notable one that opened up a lot of doors to what we got in the 90s and late 90s like with the dragon balls and all this other stuff like that dragon ball is its own separate phenomenon but the phenomenon would not be as um it wouldn't been as accepted if it wasn't for akira Mm -hmm. so um, that's a major thing. 
one you could say it's influence on sci-fi because there yeah. are movie there's you know things like Stranger Things, The yeah. Matrix, yeah. Last Jedi. So yeah. many different things are you know from this movie alone and saw it and probably like oh my god that's it has such an effect on that like two separate even genre the fact that they put two genres together and it has an effect on two completely different genres is like crazy. Yeah. Well, um, imagine um, when, you know, even the live action situation, I know the movie's been like pushed back from a live action perspective for a while now, like decade. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying we need it or we don't need it. I'm just saying like, <laughs> imagine the world, like, you know, it's, it's, I think 2019 Tokyo, it's like the things that they're portraying in this film, they actually do stand the test of time as far as like <laughs> the way that the world is. I know this is a bit extreme, but you know, they have things in there that, that do, it's kind of spooky, you know, like it, just, it, it mirrors actual real life. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does. The one thing is, I guess it's more so how the movie starts with that, uh, the telling of like that big ass explosion yeah. that ruins everything that kind of mirrors, you know, world war two and what happened there. And actually everything in this movie is kind of playing off of the whole world war two, the nuclear bomb drops, Japan is affected for maybe like the next like 30 years, 40 years. They aren't really able to actually like build up an actual like rising economy until like the late 80s or like 90s based on everything that kind of happened there. But it shows kind of the effects of like the major like destruction, um, the effects it can have on family, culture and stuff like that, because they're still living this like post-apocalyptic. Ah, I knew. See, I tried to say it before I started this podcast and <laughs> then I couldn't get it. And then I was like, oh, I'll get on the pod- post-apocalyptic. post-apocalyptic. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it, it's a lot of that. And um, it tries to explain that whole theme as well. And, it, you know, it's a. I think it does a good job, at least sort of portraying it from an entertainment standpoint, but also having that real history where you're able to be like, oh, wow, this is kind of like kind of retelling kind of what happened uh, in in a type of way. Um, I mean, beyond that, the movie just music i mean kanye was stronger lupe fiasco tetsuo and youth like just so many influence that is ultimately going to be the impact of the movie of just like this is the most important anime related thing of all time yeah um i think that's kind of more than the story which is like weird because i think movies and I think I'm I'm someone who's heavy on the actual story itself. That like the story needs to be amazing. That's why I love my hero so much because I think the story is incredible. I think just them telling it from arc to arc and just like slowly unfolding and slowly like blossoming in the story and able to you know we talked about it on various lookout episodes before being able to capture twenty different people and tell a story and still have it yeah, make it's sense. Special. Yeah, you gotta yeah. you gotta have to you gotta you know applaud the storytelling right. if you can do that right but um with this one i think the story it takes a little bit of backseat to the impact but the story itself is quite you know it's it's definitely interesting apparently the reason why the movie is the way it is is because of the manga and it's actually like they say that this movie takes place it's the first half of the first volume of the manga and the second half of volume six of the manga and there's still like three four volumes which is why i was like damn like this movie feels like it's missing if it it misses gravity to me because (laughs) a lot of things just start happening and 
we don't have if it was a series if it was a long-standing series you get the impact you'd probably you know we'd go through the the whole backstory demon slayer likes to do this a lot where they go through the backstory of all the villains and like all the we get the backstory of the colonel we get the backstory of the scientist we get the backstory of the mayor or whatever the fuck it is like we probably get all of that and it probably is within the manga i mean the manga's already available i'm thinking of actually reading it because i'm there's so much more that that goes on within it than in it's the one actual of the first movie manga itself. I've ever read. Yeah. Really? Well, because it was wow. the easier one to get a hold of at the, you know, like that was the one that was printed everywhere, like the special right. editions, you know, where it's just all one volume. You know, like, right? Those are those hmm. are the types that came out so much. No, you're probably right. Damn. Um, never even thought of it. Never even touched the hero. But okay, I always go. They're out there, man. I always go check what's the latest thing in Demon Slayer or, or uh, what's my new favorite one now? Chainsaw Man. Um, but yeah, it's a, the entire kind of story of this thing. Um, do you guys have, do you guys even remember any parts, any favorite parts of this movie that you have that just kind of stand out? I think the bike slide is just like probably the most <laughs> iconic scene. Yeah. Everyone's always like using it. So it's, it's real easy to like <laughs> pull to my the front of my memories. <laughs> right. The the dream scene, the where he's in bed and those uh what is it, the the espers? Oh god. Yeah, they're espers, yeah. That shit is creepy, dude. Still to this day. <laughs> I think a lot of this I think when he there, finds it's disturbing. Out, There's some disturbing scenes, like You you know what was wild? That I don't think that they would do actually I don't know if they wouldn't do this. I mean they do anime kills a lot of people when tetsu's girlfriend dies and he accidentally kills her and is just like oh she's dead now that's what i thought was the wildest that's what i'm talking about like story needs to be evolved upon because like they just said let's move on yeah you see her he tries to save her um earlier in the movie actually a real brutal scene where it's like he like rips her top off and then punches Mm -hmm. her in the face which is crazy i was looking at i was like holy shit yeah, I was like, wow. Um, but he can't save her because he's going through this whole like metamorphosis and his powers are thinging and all this other stuff like that. And then, and then the movie didn't really do a good job of me of like also explaining like, oh, these powers just suddenly happened. Like they just mm-hmm. came out of nowhere because of yeah, the yeah, bike crash. <laughs> I was like, wait, he has powers now? Like he they didn't have like, latent powers they, before? Yeah, they could have explained. They, they could have definitely explained that more. I think a lot of murder scenes, I... The, when he kills the two hospital employees as well, like that shit is like disturbing. Like those are all really, they just did it really well. And if you're watching that in the eighties, I could imagine how people would react, you know, like. Uh, like another one of my favorite parts is when they actually, actually right before he kills his girlfriend, um, where he's going through the entire, first of all, the, 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 the fight with, um, the fight with key K K the fight with K I thought was incredible for as short of a time that it was, I thought it could have been longer. I think if it, it had been modern anime, it definitely would have been stretched out for maybe like another 10 minutes with like mad 1080p, 60, uh, 4K graphics and shit and flying through like the universe and all this other stuff like that. So I think that would have been, but I still think the fight was great and I can see how it influenced a lot of things. I've definitely seen um, the part where Tetsuo cannot control um, the power that he has anymore and then it starts like morphing into this giant blob of shit uh i've seen that 
yeah, I've seen it so many times in just different works of art. Like I've just seen it in a million things. It's been in Digimon, it's been in South Park, it's been in all these other things like that. But like the whole like cybernetic arm type of thing, even the details for that, when you watch it and like everything, the art in this movie is incredible and it's so fluid and it's so different. It reminds me of parts. I saw this after, obviously I saw it after Yu Yu Hakusho, but there's a real like episode in Yu Yu Hakusho, that whole hospital fight thing that I love Mm -hmm. because it's just as fluid and it's just as like um, the choreography is kind of crazy and the scenes and the angles and all these other stuff. Um, or just kind of like beyond. I think that fight is one of my favorite fights in anime from looking at it. Um, But this one too, I think a lot of things in this anime is when it deals with art and when it deals with the structure and when you deal with the background, you could take a snapshot of any part of this movie and it's art. And I think that's what's so incredible about it and what will make it last forever. Uh, Let's see. I mean, they, they're talking about the, the live action part of this movie. I don't think we'll ever get a live action part. <laughs> I, 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 think, do, I actually think it's going to happen, dude. I just I just feel like it's the budget I don't want of this, it all. It's the, you know, everything is coming. I don't want this coming. live action to be Bro. another lesson to Hollywood on, like, why they're terrible at casting things or, Dom, like, why they're... <laughs> Mills, listen. We're, we're coming up on, like, I'm not saying the superhero trend is never going to end, but there's going to be a point where we wake up and Hollywood is anime. You know what's going to happen <laughs> because the stories are too good. You know, they, right. it, it's too it's there, it's too many volumes. Like I know like Gundam is coming as well. Like there's there's just things that are just like it's too it's too easy to pass up on. Like you just got to you got to go for it. Like yeah, Hollywood man. Hollywood's going to throw that money. They're going to throw the you money at some of these like Michael B Jordan talking about Naruto and Yeah. 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 You You're know once, once our culture <laughs> once our culture gets a hold of something and like we make it known that we're into it, you already know how right. it follows. You know how it goes. This is we we all know. We've seen it happen, you know. So but when it comes down to fashion, uh vehicles, you know, jewelry, like all those type of things television is the same way you know uh, we we run the world in that aspect so pushing things like anime hollywood's gonna take a they're gonna take it by the by the by the uh by the horns man and it's it's gonna i really believe it's gonna go now i don't mean i'm gonna be happy about it but <laughs> no i, I, I like think it's gonna happen. i think the reason why it hasn't happened is because every time they feel like they're gonna start it they feel like it's going to lose money yeah, not yeah. even on the story but on the backlash for it because I understand where they're coming from. And we looked at it from the My Promise Neverland um, um, live action thing. Okay, in Japan, they have all the characters. They're Japanese. First of all, it's a Japanese created thing. So they have all their characters. They're Japanese. We get it. We talked about the whole Crone thing of like, why is she Japanese and not black? You couldn't find a Blasian person at all. That's crazy. Um, We talked about that. And we were essentially like, okay, well, they're making it for their audience. I feel like America, when we try to make it for our audience, it's just going to come off incredibly tone deaf. Like, I read one of the reasons why this movie is so slowing, because they've had, Warner Brothers has had this since 2002. So it's been almost 20 years that they've had the rights to this movie, and it has not been made as of yet. Um, Was it because of Ghosts of the Shell? Uh, Ghosts of the Shell ruined a lot of things, man. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of things. Uh, 
when they had Scarlett Johansson as the main character and still like full Japanese name and everything. Um, so that kind of like left a sour taste. I mean, there's so many different live actions. I mean, Dragon Ball Evolution is just the worst. Let's not it, it's, yeah. it's the most disrespectful <laughs> movie I think I've seen ever in my life. Um, but it's a, I don't know when we'll ever see the live action, but if we do, it's going to be incredible. I think it's going to just visually, the money will it be needs there. to. It won't be a cheap thing. Yeah, it'll be something. It needs really to because you can't half at you can't half ass Akira. Like you no, can't. No, no, no. Like no all this. Other but that's thing. the good. That's the good thing about it. Like if it happens, you know it's going to happen with some type of quality. And like even even to make this even to make this manga a film, you know it had to be one hundred percent rights to even doing it. Like it had the creativity had to be there. So I think that's also one of the other problems is bringing to Hollywood is. What do you decide to keep in this film, and what do you decide to take out of the film? Because, right. like I said, there's a lot of brutal, uh, disturbing films. But if they leave it how it was made from an anime perspective and bring it to the real world with real actors with a high budget, I mean, we could be looking at like the start of what I was saying, you know, which is basically anime kind of hitting a wall in Hollywood and really and really just taking right. over that realm because of the storytelling. No, so we'll you're right. You're right. Um, this movie, the entire through the beyond, you know, the things that I've said about my, you know, thoughts about just these various parts and how it could have did. I think ultimately the movie, it holds up pretty well. It's just like a historical artifact. Like it just is. It's just mm. ultimately from start to finish. It's the most. If I saw this in 1988, my brains would be on the floor right now. Like yeah, if it would, I, it would, it would be, it, you know. The only thing I remember from like anything of the late 80s, and I wasn't even born in the 80s, nor do I think I, this actually might have been like a 60s, 70s thing that talked about the future, was like the Jetsons. And that's a Hanna-Barbera rigging thing. Yeah. And right, right. <laughs> I think we're past the point of where the Jetsons are, and we still don't have flying cars or anything. We're past the point of where this movie is, and we still don't have, I mean, we got some fly shit, but not as fly as. Yeah, this is supposed to be 2019, so 2019 yeah, Tokyo. Marty McFly shoes yet? We're past. Yeah, that. I know. <laughs> we, we're we're so past everything like that. Um, so it you know, but ultimately, I think the movie itself, it's going to hold up. It's a historical artifact. The themes of it strong. The backstory of it strong. It lends from real life, which adds a little bit more to the depth of this movie. Um, the characters in it, I think they could have been fleshed out a little bit more, but obviously this is a two-hour movie and not a fucking, yeah. you know, full anime series where they right, would probably right. do that. Um, but should they Should they make a... If they, in 2020, they decided to make a whole anime series based on Akira, would you guys watch it? Uh, based, I mean, on, yeah, based from this movie. I, based from this movie. I'm sure I would, but at the same time, I don't know. If, I don't think they'd ever. I don't think they ever do that. They'd give us a, a Netflix live action miniseries before they do that. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd watch yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, t- it'd be tough because there's not much. It's one of those masterpiece things that we discuss. You know, it's just yeah, it's done. It's it's what what it is. Like that's why I'm not sure if it if it ever happens, it's going to be on another scale of real actors and you know they'll just stay away from the animated thing per se and uh, yeah when when it hits when it hits IMAX and 4K Mills Dom hit the hit the theaters we got we might as well just go see it 
with that said, first of all, once again, thank you for appearing on the show. Thank you, bro. Um, thank you, truly. Thanks for where, having us. Where can they go find you? Where can they go follow you? Where can they go obtain all this beautiful art and merchandise that you're creating? NamiWare.com and NamiWare on Instagram, I think, are it's, only like active <laughs> anythings. Right. The Instagram page is popping. There's a lot of people who have, you know, Zeno, who we've had on the show, has very yeah, much yeah. flexed very strongly in this merchandise. I feel like he flexed in it before he got yeah, actually yeah. on Demon Slayer. <laughs> so I don't it's know if he okay, was like, you know. I don't know if he was trying to put it into the air. I don't know if you were just help, helping visualize him because when he did, you know, appear on our show, he was like, yes, I tried to go for Tanjiro and didn't get it. Um, but none. But nonetheless, he was on the show, but you can clearly see where he's going because he's wearing the Nami wear um, Tanjiro sort of a, you know, jacket. Um, so that's amazing. Um, a lot of people, you know, Chibi thought we've talked about this, you know, everyone is sort of a lot of people model for this. A lot of people show off their things. I love all the stuff that you do with, you know, if you do any more My Hero stuff, I love it. Um the Yu Yu Hakusho line thus far has been incredible. The fact that you told us there's a Hiei thing coming out has now got me so more excited. But I kind of felt like it was happening. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> Bar at the same time. We're going to drop both. Right. Boom. Amazing. Um, you can follow him there. You can follow us at the Lookout RNC on Twitter, on Instagram, on everything. You can follow me at Meals TV on Twitter. You can follow Jeff at Old Newsboy on Twitter. You can follow everything. Make sure you stay subscribed. Actually, you know what? Let's end on this note. We actually have a surprise for you guys next week. Next week, and this is the first time we're announcing this, and this is the first time anyone will hear this. Um, next week, we have a very special surprise on the Lookout RNC page. It will be My Hero Academia Week on the Lookout page. Right. Here's what that here's what that entails. We have a very special interview featuring one of the editors of My Hero Academia's manga that's going to be on Big Eyes. So you guys can look out for that. That's going to be incredible. And then both Jeff and I, every day for the next week, Every we day. will be talking about My Hero Academia Season 3, the biggest season that they've ever had thus far, uh, which features the fight between All Might and All for One. We'll also be doing a lot of different stuff on the social pages, so make sure you follow us on Instagram, make sure you follow us on Twitter, make sure you follow things. Who knows? You you, you might catch something um, if we decide to give something away. You might catch something if we decide to do some sort of contest, some sort of trivia, some sort of thing, but we're going to do a whole My Hero Academia week on the Lookout page. So if you're a fan of the show, make sure you stay tuned, stay ready, stay blessed, and I guess stay plus ultra. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. <laughs>